Welcome to Dudes on Movies, a podcast where dudes talk about movies. I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And today we're discussing 2019's Midsommar, directed by Ari Aster and starring Florence Pugh. We're right in the middle of Dudes on Demand, and this request came from Summer, and she basically just said it'd be an interesting show. Yes, exactly. Short and sweet. It's going to be an uncomfortable show for me, <laughs> because this movie makes me uncomfortable. Oh, wonderful. Uh I think it's intended to. Yeah, probably so. <laughs> All right, so, but before we do that, let's talk about what we've been watching. Dave, what have you been watching? Um, I rewatched Candyman recently, and you know... That's, the original? Yeah. It's quite a movie. I mean... I've almost put it on our, our list. Oh, okay, well, yeah. I, I think it's great. Yeah, it, it is great, and I think it would make a great episode. And, you know, in our Question of the Week episodes, um, we've often asked about movies in which a city is a character. Um, we did it with yeah. uh, like New York and Los Angeles, and I've been loath to do it with Chicago because we had done New York and Los Angeles so recently. Right. Um, but I was wrong because you know um, <laughs> there's a lot of movies that take place in Chicago, and because of our listeners are so great, um, and they always come through with with such excellent answers. I I think that this movie would be a good example of that. You know, yeah. Um, the city of Chicago is most definitely a character in Candyman, and the movie itself is well worth revisiting if we if we ever have the time. Um, and as, as you said, yeah, we, an episode someday as well. Yeah, um, there's a reason Jordan Peele wanted to remake it. Yes, yes. <laughs> very good reason. It's full of atmosphere and you know like amazing costuming and storytelling. Yeah, so social great. commentary. Yeah. It's it's wonderful. Yeah. I was blown away when the first time I watched it. I was, right. I was not expecting it to be as good as that. I know because like I remember I remember the previews and trailers and everything from back in the day made it look like it was a horror film and that's it. it yeah, didn't, right. It didn't, I mean, you didn't know going in you were being told a story about like the history of America. Pretty yeah, much. I remember watching it younger in the '90s when it came out. Yeah, just thinking it was some kind of horror movie or yes. something, but. It didn't hit me till I rewatched it as an older man. Mm-hmm. I was like, damn, this is really good. Exactly. This is a real achievement. All right. Candyman, everybody. Yeah. I watched something that is not much of an achievement, <laughs> but it is, uh, I guess it has some achievements to it. I okay. watched Blood Feast from 1963. Oh, wow. Herschel yeah. Gordon Lewis's uh, landmark film. Yes. Um, the movie is very bad. <laughs> it's not good at all. Right. But it was one of the first films that showcased extreme amounts of gore and nudity and violence. Yeah. Um, it It's super low budget. It looks cheap, man. Like, the acting is atrocious. I know. The framing of the shots is horrible. Like, it's literally like the cops are just standing in a room <laughs> with just a wide shot of them standing there. Talking yeah. for about five minutes. That's there's, that's like the kind of shots you get in this movie. There's no coverage. <laughs> no, yeah. no coverage at all. Yeah. Um, the gore it for today's standards, it's not maybe not that great, but it still looks pretty good. Right. You can tell it's fake. Uh, it's but very red house it, paint. It's type. red. It looks yeah. like melted wax and like yes. yeah, <laughs> paint. Yeah, but um, it's it's still nice. Like there's like fake bones and things that actually look real and like, yeah. Um, for 1963, um, this would make you vomit in the aisles. I can't imagine what audiences in 1963 thought when they saw it, because when, when you watch it today, the one weird part, I think the thing that kept me going in it was like seeing a movie that's shot in that style almost it's not technicolor but it's like in the same kind of uh, film stock that they yeah. used back then but seeing gore and stuff that you weren't used to seeing in that visual style mm-hmm. that I just I stuck around because I was like this is weird and I I need to see see this through to the end yeah and it's only about an hour long yeah. so 
Right. Um, but yeah, check out, as a, a piece of cinema history, check out Blood Feast. Yes. This would be a good thing to put on the background at like a Halloween party. Uh, yeah, I think that would be you know, a, No one's a paying very attention good mood, to it right. and it's just kind of plain. Yeah, especially that organ score too. Um, yeah. This, like, it comes in usually every time he does a kill. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like the aftermath of it. Yeah, it kind of works. Yeah. Um, okay, so now let's talk about Midsommar, Dave. Yes. Why don't you give everyone a synopsis? Okay, um, so this is uh, Ari Aster's look at... At deteriorating relationships, um, also mental illness, grief, depression, post-traumatic stress, and everything negative that can affect a human being trying to get through their life. And the majority of it is set against the backdrop of an agrarian commune in a remote part of Sweden where they practice pagan rituals. Um, upon its release, the movie was a critical and box office hit, but it still polarized audiences, and I imagine it still does today with people just discovering it. I have a feeling we'll have a lot to say here, so yeah, off we go. I infamously posted that it's more like meh summer. I remember that Yeah, post. you got yeah. mad at me. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think I was just kind of shit posting, you know, oh, yeah. but I mean, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a great movie, everybody. It's okay, really good. good. Yes. Um. It was very hyped up when I watched it. I uh-huh. think that's what I, why I said that. But uh, <laughs> no, it's good. I do like the movie. Right. It's good. <laughs> I'm, I'm so glad to hear that because I remember your meh Samar post and I, 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 I never quite forgot it. <laughs> I'm happy to see that you've, you've come around some on it. And I'm, I'm, yeah. I don't know exactly what you think of the whole thing, but, but we'll find out. Yeah. I, I, I enjoy the whole thing. Yeah. It's good. Okay. Um, I've. I don't think I've ever watched a movie that makes you feel so uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. Like I said at the top of the show, like I, this movie makes me so uncomfortable. Yeah. And it's by design. I, I'm, I'm sure it makes you uncomfortable, like uh, yeah. intentionally. It does, because yeah. um, I, I don't know maybe for the same reasons. Like what about it makes you so uncomfortable? What makes it uncomfortable is their relationship. Oh. That's what drives me nuts. I see. Like the way he is gaslighting her right. and their codependency, it just is, it's so... You just want to be like, just end this damn relationship. What are you guys doing? I know. Um, I I look at relationships every day and, and think <laughs> the same thing, you know. <laughs> and I, right. I just, I, I, I look at people and I'm like, you have no business being together. Um, you're making everyone else uncomfortable. And you're not even happy. Exactly. You, you don't like each other. <laughs> uh, you, you openly show contempt. And, and even when you're not doing that, it's it's clear to everyone but you that something is wrong here. Yep. I don't know. Well, so what makes you uncomfortable about the, the movie? Now? Um, well, I, I think mainly that uh, just the perception of, of an outsider to a cult like uh, religion or commune. Um, you know, I, geez, I, <laughs> so a lot of longtime listeners know what I come from. Yes. Um, you know, like I come from Amish people mm-hmm. and, and that is very much like they want to come in there and they want to study the culture. Right. Yeah. And, um, I, I, I get, I guess, uncomfortable not only with um, that idea of cultural tourism, yeah. but also that um, some of the some of the, the, <laughs> the negative stereotypes might have a reason for existing, you know, like um, just the, the knowing that the truth about that and yeah. knowing I have no defense for it. And and like these people, like they they, they might not. Um, they're not actually out in the world, so they have kind of an advantage that way because they're yeah. so remote um, that that like they can they can stand to be as I guess they can hold to the old rituals unlike any other, you know. Yeah. So that's good for them. Yeah, I guess it works for them. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
they they do have to take advantage of some outsiders in this movie, you know. That's true. I'm not saying they do it in real life yes. all the time. Right. It's not like the Amish people are capturing, you know, <laughs> others and like <laughs> turning them into bears. I mean, it's dude, like, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, the, the the stuff we see in this movie does I can attest does not happen in the state of Ohio. At least not every day. Maybe Pennsylvania. <laughs> yeah. Those those Pennsylvania Amish, you don't know about them. <laughs> See our witness episode, everybody. <laughs> but yeah, um, plus there's the there's extreme violence, and yeah. I mean the movie's just full of things to get uncomfortable about. Yes, and yeah. even just like yeah, extreme violence, truly disturbing visuals. Yeah, and like just like Ari Aster's previous film, Hereditary, um, stuff in which mental illness leads to like body horror and it's all mixed up in the supernatural and spiritual, but not like Mm -hmm. not, not supernatural in that, like there's ghosts around, but just like some, some kind of unholy um, alliance that you've made with like something evil, you know? Yeah. That is the like main thing I see similar between hereditary and this movie. It's like, there's some kind of like satanic ritual, maybe not satanic, yeah. but yeah, like you said, an evil ritual. Or it's something. ungodly, yeah. and, and it's st- stuff that you know would be like kind of unwelcome in regular society, right? You know, and it would take some like, it's weird. In this commune, every wholesome activity or time honored ritual has some horrific hidden element, yeah, that's revealed only after it's too late for you to turn back, yeah. You know, um. <laughs> I mean, on top of that, you're also out of your mind on shrooms for most of it. <laughs> yes. So even if you somehow could deal with all this, you know, you're in no condition to think clearly. No. They're, they're tripping balls the whole movie. Dude, exactly. Exactly. Here, they're offering them these this special tea, and they're like, well, what does it do? Um, it, uh, you'll find out. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, oh the, this. Not that they're against having, uh, they, you know, openly are taking drugs right. like they want to. You know, it, it is. But, yeah. But they don't know what they're taking. I mean, and, and I mean, if someone offered me a a, uh, a glass of th- this, this very unappealing brown color it with like, like little floaters water. in it. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm like, I, I know what th- that doesn't look appealing to me. I, and I mean, I, you can't even tell me what it is. I know that if. Oh, so you did tell me it's mushrooms. Well, I'm not going to drink mushrooms. <laughs> I, that, that sounds gross. <laughs> just, just just give me one to eat and I'll eat I don't it, even want them know? on pizza, Dave. It's <laughs> fine. Right. <laughs> all right um should we get into it then yes um i guess the the way the movie starts is um florence pugue uh, she plays uh danny um it's a it's a great performance a great central performance yeah obviously she's she's really awesome this this is what skyrocketed her yes she'd already been doing some things but this was like holy crap she showed that she can be the the uh, the centerpiece of a movie and, and she can put the whole thing on her shoulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and it starts in the beginning where she is like, uh, it's, it's a weird thing that Ari Aster likes to do where it's like very muted, um, color palette. You, you always feel like you're, you're, um, someone needs to turn the lights on. Yeah. You know? it, it has like an oppressive feeling it does. to it. Yes. Um, and she is, uh, like receiving, um, she's trying to get in touch with her family and she can't. And she, she's getting, like troubling messages from troubling messages on social media and stuff from her sister. And she's trying to email her and text her and she won't get back to her. Um, she has a sister and they, uh, and their mom and dad, that's their family. Yeah. Um, Danny lives by herself. You know, she's a student, uh, at, at college somewhere. 
and um, she just can't get in touch. She apparently has a pretty close relationship with her family. Yeah. And when she can't, you know, like make contact, shit starts to trouble her because it's been a few days. Right. And um, the, the troubling messages are from her sister who apparently has threatened suicide. Yes. And it's, this is not the first time we find out. She's done this a lot before, right. and she always goes to Danny in these situations. Um, so Danny is there to, you know, stop her, you know, yeah. keep her from doing something like that. Right. And this time she can't get in touch, can't stop it. And so Danny thinks the worst. Um, but when you don't know and you can't get in touch with somebody, you you know, you yeah. just have to like then lean on somebody else. Yeah. And um, in her case, her boyfriend uh, is. Uh, the who yeah. she who she goes to this guy Christian, Christian. played by Jack Gaynor, yeah, um, and uh, another great performance, but in, for a different reason. Yes, it is. We we often talk about roles that you people won't take yeah. because they're you will look so bad. Uh huh. This guy is a true champion, <laughs> a true hero for taking a role like this. He is. I mean, it is because he is, quite the, a lot. is the worst character you will ever see. <laughs> <laughs> he sucks. Dude. I know he he is like, and just right from the start, there, there's a phone conversation where you don't see him. It's just you know the camera's on Danny, and she is like trying to like lean on him somewhat. Yeah, and he's being somewhat supportive and j- just supportive enough to where she'll keep coming back to him, but also trying to get her to uh, like leave him alone. Yeah, being dismissive of it. Yes. you know. He's like, I'm sure it's fine. She does this all the time only because you let her. Yeah. You know, yeah. He always uh, places the blame on her yep. or other people, as we see throughout the film. It's never his fault. Or yes. It's never someone else's fault. It's Danny's fault. You know, she did it. It's this guy. I mean, man, I and I, I had a feeling this might happen when we started the episode that I was going to get my like, everything's going to get worked up <laughs> because of Christian. Oh, know? I know me too. Cause he just, I'm going to get so mad at this it, guy. Exactly. He sucks so much. <laughs> and, and I think what really disturbs me most about him is that like, he doesn't suck in a real obvious way. It, it's, it's like, it's like this, this scene yeah. here where he's, he's not yelling and he's not really saying destructive things. He's just like kind of checked out. It's, it's death by a thousand paper cuts. Yes. You know, like a thousand bec- tiny cuts. Every because everything he says is just this subtle like dig at you. Right. Something just real subtly saying, like, dude, this is your it's because of you. It's right. your fault. Right. You know, and over the course of the film, you just see after you see it a couple times, you're like, okay, so I, I understand what this guy's about now. Exactly. And it just keeps happening. And, and you've seen this dynamic before, like both in this movie and in life. And mm-hmm. you just like, you know, I. If, if your loved ones are going through this or if your friend yeah. or whatever, you just kind of like, uh, what must their life be like? Right. You know? And then D- Danny says, you know, eventually like, oh, you're right. Because they start kind of arguing a little bit because she's kind of challenging yes. his dismissiveness. And then he goes on defense and starts making it out to be her fault. And she's like, oh, no, you're right. You're right. I, I just needed to hear it. You're right. She's telling him he's right. Which, I mean, oh. I, I, have you done this before? Like, have you done what Danny does where, where you kind of like, you I know? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. You just kind of. I'm sure I've done it before. Just yeah. To, just not go any deeper down this argument. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and she says, I'm I'm very lucky to have you to him. Ooh. Which just made me say, no. Yeah. Danny, it's don't not- do it. 
I, I've never, I haven't even seen this guy on film yet. And you can't say that to this guy. Yeah, I've just I heard know. his voice. That's how awful Christian is. Yes. Yes. <laughs> He's, I mean, it's, it's five minutes of, of one part of the conversation. And, and she says, I'm very lucky. to." And she's, I know why she's saying it because someone who's been that damaged, like they think yeah. that this is what, you know, it's supposed to be like. Right, you know. Oh well, he's not. Uh, he's not being like fully mean to me. Um, and I guess this is. <laughs> I, I don't deserve better than this. Right, you know. And then, and then after they get off the phone, she calls her f- other girlfriend or something. Yeah. And is talking to her. She's not even really a character, but she's talking to a friend, saying, "You know, I, I'm just going to scare him off. I keep calling him with all this stuff all the time. I'm, I'm going to scare him away." She's all worried about losing this guy. Like, right. It's. The one thing she needs in her life is this guy. Oh, my it's, God. It's definitely not. It's so... But she's so, like, he's got her, like, lassoed and, yes. like, roped in. Right. And she can't get out. And he doesn't want her to be lassoed. I mean, that, that's the other I part know. of it. He is, doesn't want to look like a bad guy, though. Yeah, exactly. I, that, that's the only reason he's not breaking up with her. And that in itself is a massive character flaw. Yeah. Um, like, when you... You know that you should end something with somebody because it isn't right, but you go along with it because you're too spineless to 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 deal with the aftermath. Right. You know. Oh man. Um. And I know how hard it is to break up with somebody. When when you break up with with a person, I mean, like you have to like prepare yourself for them to feel really rejected and hurt. Oh yeah. You know, and like it's not easy, and you have to sit there and like take it for the next half hour or whatever. And they're gonna they might scream at you, they might call yeah. you names, but in the end, like that's the price you're gonna have to pay for your freedom. Yes. Um, and their freedom too. Yeah. Take- and in like two years later, they will respect you. Amazingly enough. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um, it's like just pull off that band aid, yeah. man. Yeah. Dude. But he just can't do it because, you know, that, that that's part of who he is. And he's then, just a nice guy. <laughs> yeah. Because he that's the other part of it is like yeah. that that's oh my god, that's really the perverted part of it. Is he he fancies himself as a as a gentleman and a nice guy. Yeah. You know? Oh God. And so then we see him hanging out at the bar with his friends and they're talking about their trip to Sweden they're gonna take. Um and they're they're yelling at him like, "Why is she always calling you? Right? Like, you don't even want to be in the relationship. You should just break up with her already. You should have done it months ago." <laughs> Will Poulter is in the movie. He plays uh, um, uh, Mark. Mark, who's just this little shit American asshole. Man, in the history of, <laughs> I can't wait for this guy to die. <laughs> while you're watching a horror movie, yes, Mark is ranked pretty high for me. Um, I mean, he's. <laughs> we, we just talked about how bad Christian is, but Mark is like, he's a type. He's a character type. At least type. Mark knows who he is. Exactly. Yeah, Mark, And admits it. He, he does. Yeah, he yeah. doesn't pretend to be something else. But the second you meet him, you know he's going to get it. And, oh, yeah. And you're really counting the minutes until he does because he's so obnoxious. Yeah. Um, he's a cynical, entitled American asshole with no culture. And it makes me ill that there's unserious <laughs> people like him in academia. You know? Yeah. Uh, wow. He, yeah. So they're talking about the Swedish trip. Another friend who's there, I think his name's Pelle. I don't Pella. know. Pella? Yeah. Okay. He's from Sweden. Yes. So they're actually going to go on a trip with him back to see the, the homestead, you yeah. know, where he's from, you right. know, and learn about stuff. And another friend, Josh, is there, and he's doing his thesis on Midsummer. Yes. Right? And Josh is played by William Jackson Harper God, from NBC's so, The Good Place. He's so good. He's Emmy-nominated actor. Yes. Yes. He's great in this. So dude. cool. <laughs> Um, yeah, and they're, they're sitting there and they're all apparently, I guess, studying anthropology. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and yeah, Pella is, is there, um, and he's, 
he's I guess they're they're all longtime friends, or at least you know while they've been college at school. buddies. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, and they are they're they've sat there and I guess witnessed the last three years of like you know Danny and oh, Christian man. going back and forth. Yeah, and like. It's weird to like give them any kind of credit for like you know that they're, they're they're trying to like essentially tell Christian what we've been saying right that, like you have to be just brave it, exactly just just take care of this mm-hmm. you know um and but yeah. like they're, they're at least that they are though saying you know like look that this is the right thing to do for both you and her um right and your sanity. And Josh you know? even says that to him like and then you can maybe start focusing on getting your shit together right. He calls out Christian like yes. you've just been like slacking and stuff like man like maybe you can focus on your your thesis man <laughs> like, and, and like Christian Christian and, gets mad about it uh, him and him Christian and Josh they're, they're they're kind of back and forth in this movie like yeah. the, the the frenemy relationship that they have yeah. is like um I I really like it I, <laughs> Me I like too. I like it a lot them. yeah, yeah. it's great I don't think Josh would hang out with Christian. At all, no, and except they're all part of this little bubble of friends. Yes, you know? yes. So, um, and I guess maybe, maybe Pella is the glue. Probably, uh, you know, like they they probably both met him, and I mean, considering what we know now, yeah. Uh, well, well, that there was probably intent <laughs> back at that point. So yeah, this there's the scene here of them talking about how they just he needs to break up with Danny. Yes, and you get a sense of all their relationships, and then Christian gets another phone call. And Mark, once again, is like, oh, fuck, she's calling you again. So he gets up and he leaves the table. And from the other end of the phone, you just hear Florence Pugh wailing, crying and Man. screaming. Yeah. Because, uh, I mean, you can tell she yeah. got she got the bad news. Right. Yeah. Something terrible has happened. And, yeah. you know, and we'll get into what actually happened. But I, I feel the need to point out my wife... Uh, mentioned noticed Florence Pugh's essentially like her grief endurance. Mm-hmm. Um, and I agreed with her. This is like really physical acting, not just in this scene, but like com- what stuff, yes. t- stuff that comes later. Um, in some parts, she even stops breathing, you know, like yeah. it's that whole thing where like when you see somebody crying, they're just like, you know, like, like they, they can't even, nothing comes out. Yeah. They open their mouth and it's just like, there's no noise. And it's like, you can tell there's nothing left. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, and she does this, like, when we cut to Christian sitting on the couch in Danny's apartment and he's, like, um, holding her as she's wailing. Yeah. Um, like, man, Florence Pugh, like, like you, you know oh. something something terrible has happened and then you find out what happened. Yeah. You have an idea. Yeah. Uh, because of the, the messages. You yes. know, okay, yeah, she must have actually did it. Right. Um. Yeah, then they show what happened. By the way, this when the scene when he's holding her, the the camera on this is amazing because yeah. it's just like a push in to them. Yeah, and there's a window behind them, and it goes past the two of them, and you can just see on like Jack Raynor's face that he does not want to be there while he's comforting her. Yes. Oh God, it just sucks. It, it does exactly. <laughs> He'd rather be anywhere else, but he's trying to with his to physically like yeah. still console her and make it look, make her feel like, I guess some comfort. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he wants out of there in the worst way. Yeah. Oh man, it sucks. Yes. But yeah, we do see what happened and talk about an all time way to go. My God, this man. is, this took planning. <sighs> this, you had to go to the home Depot and buy some garden hoses and like, I know, dude, I know like the, the, the elaborate nature of this murder suicide that, that, that the sister does yeah. with the mom and dad. I mean, it's, cause what happened is she, 
like took she started the cars in the garage and then redirected the exhaust into their house into their into her parents bedroom oh man she she um like essentially tied them to the bed so that they couldn't move um and then uh filled their uh bedroom with exhaust and then redirected some more of it to herself she put a hose in her mouth and duct taped it to her face yeah um, as frightening as this whole sequence is, I think the most distressing aspect for me is that duct tape thing. You me know, too. Um, cause it's a, it's a really frightening image when they push in on her yeah. sitting there just in the aftermath with the first responders. Yeah. Um, and that, that she would fasten the hose to her face so that she, so that no smoke could escape, but also presumably so that even if she tried to change her mind at some point, yeah. she wouldn't be able to do it. Right. Yeah. You know? It's totally wrapped around her head yeah not like covering her face or anything but just around the mouth and nose so right. she can't yeah and the the worst part about it is you can actually see like there's some vomit and stuff oh, on her man. from from Ugh. choking on the gas yeah oh, it is it's nasty stuff it is it's, it is it's quite a disturbing image um the movie's filled with disturbing imagery and that's just the start. Folks. And this is the first yeah. 15 minutes. Yeah. This is the intro to the movie. <laughs> right. Right. It, it can't be overstated that this is the first 15 minutes of the movie. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And we're all, and so you know that they've already set like a, a bar that it's like, and they somehow clear it. Yeah. <laughs> you know? So it's like, I guess we can keep going. Yeah. Yeah, dude. <laughs> and okay. So yeah, we see this and man, what a, what a way to kick things off. Yes. Um, first off, we don't like anybody. Second off, everyone's <laughs> dead in the most horrible ways possible. Right. right. Now let's get into a story. Yes. Um, <laughs> yeah, dude. So I guess a few days have passed maybe. Yeah. I don't know how much yeah. time because there was like two weeks until the trip or something. Yeah, right? that's Something right. like that. Yes. I don't know. Yes. Maybe it's a few days Yeah. Uh, after the events happened. But Danny's laying in bed. She's not sleeping, but she's just laying there basically you know, she's in shock. Yeah. And, you know, it takes a very long time to even come close to getting over anything like this. I mean, this. traumatic grief. Yeah. You may never in your whole life get over that stuff. If your whole family was killed, you know, yeah. in a in, in this fashion like that, yeah. yeah. It's going to um, take forever. So uh, Christian comes in. He's trying to sneak out to go to this party. And she, she stops him. She's like, where are you going? Going to, I was going to go to the party for 45 minutes and come back. No, you weren't, dude. God damn. No, man. you weren't. I, for, uh, <laughs> and that's such a specific thing. I was going to go to this party for Not 45 minutes. Not even an hour, minutes. Dave. Yeah, I mean, like, that's how Lord. nice of a guy this is. Yeah, he, he really is magnanimous. You know, you can go back to sleep. You need more sleep. <laughs> Shut up, dude. Fucking asshole. But she says, no, I'll go. And they're at the party, and it's all the guys from the bar earlier, you know, and they're talking about the Sweden trip. And Danny's standing there. And doesn't know anything about it. And it's just such this weird, awkward situation because Christian hasn't told her about it, that he's going, but everyone else is talking real open about it. I guess they assume she knows, yeah, but she doesn't. And now it's this weird, awkward situation where he's like, oh yeah, we're, well, we're just talking about it. You know, you know, if we go at all, I don't know, you know, playing it off. Like he didn't just do something horrible behind her back. It's (laughs) so uncomfortable again. (laughs) <laughs> and then we get a scene of them two back at her apartment, and she's saying something about it. Hey, that was weird because uh-huh. you didn't tell me that you were actually going to go. And he's like, "Well, I thought I told you that I wanted to go." And she says, "Well, you did, but you didn't tell me you were going." And he can't see the difference apparently <laughs> because he's done something wrong. 
No, I haven't. You're the one who's wrong, Danny. Here, let me turn up this gaslight for you. <laughs> God, I hate this guy. No. And the whole thing, too, about how when, when it's revealed that he's already got his plane tickets. Yeah, God. You know, and, and he was talking at the, at the party and in, <sighs> in the apartment now about how he's not for sure if he's going yet. Yeah. Um, we, yeah, we were just talking about it. It was established in that bar scene when, they, when it was just the four of them, yeah. like, sitting there talking to Pella, that they were going. Yeah. I mean, like, Mark at one point mentions, like, because the waitress kind of somehow a bit flirtatious with, with Christian. And he was like, see, you know, like, yeah, you could be, you could be impregnating Swedish milkmaids. Right. And, you know, <laughs> it was like, you know, a real disgusting right, comment. Yeah. Um, that's yeah. Mark. Everybody. He's yeah. the stiffler of the bunch, essentially. <laughs> yeah, <he's> you know. <laughs> yes, he is. Oh man. And then once again, he turns it around on her. Right. And she has to apologize. And he's like, I'm just going to leave. No, don't leave. Please stay. Yeah, man, so you get more of that crap. I know, oh. and and you just man, uh, da- like Danny is not totally blameless in all the in all the events of the movie. I mean, right? Know, uh, I I wish that she could like just just like Christian, hey, recognize this it. guy, you yeah. know, and leave and and end it end it with him, right? And there's even a moment where like in this scene where he has a chance to end it, um, yeah. it's like there, and yeah, that they're even like she's even like saying, well, are you saying you don't want to be here? And he's like. And he can't pull the trigger. Yeah. He can't do it. God. You know? And the um, whole time, he's kind of looking at the door. Yes. Because that's just what he wants. He just wants to leave. His body language God. is already out there. Right, he's, yeah. he's, he's in the He's not hallway. even facing her. Yes. Oh. Yeah. It sucks. Yeah. Well, I'm glad you said that about Danny. Because right. that's how I feel also. It's not just him. Yeah. It's her. And the issues they're each going through. Right. It's a horrible magnetism that they I can't know. break. Yeah. It sucks. Um, they they can't for some reason see that this is the most toxic relationship of all time. And you mentioned earlier the codependent thing. I mean, yeah, that, that's a big part of all this. Mm-hmm. Is just you know knowing that like Danny on some level knows that that this is not working. I mean, I mean we we saw it with with when she was talking to her friend. She, yeah. she understands like how how Christian's feeling about stuff. And yeah. instead of like understanding that he's kind of no good, she she wants to keep him around for some reason because it's it's familiar and it's what it's what her life has become. Right. And especially now after losing probably oh three of gosh. the closest people in her lives. She can't take a breakup right now. Yeah, like there's no way yeah. the the next most important person in her life. Yep. Is gonna leave too? Yep. Ooh. Yep. She can't let that happen. No way, man. Dude. Um, yeah. And it would be pre- it would be pretty devastating. And like what comes after this too, uh <laughs> Christian <laughs> Christian's idea. <laughs> he goes he goes to his oh, friends' God. house. Yeah. And they're all sitting there. It's 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 Pella, Mark, and Josh. And he walks into the apartment, they're all studying, and he says he makes this announcement mm-hmm. that, that Danny's coming over. Oh, and by the way, uh, she's coming to Sweden with us. Yeah. Is that cool? Yeah. He says, I invited her, but don't worry, she's not coming. What the fuck? Everyone sitting there says that. In their face, they're like, what? Yeah. What are you talking about? He's like, well, I just, I invited her so that she didn't feel bad, but she's not coming. They're like, well, what'd she say? He's like, well... She accepted, but she's not coming. What does that mean? <laughs> that means you're a fucking asshole. Yeah, exactly. You can't break up with someone. You, you you can't like even make a statement about whether someone's boarding an airplane. Yeah. Yeah. Make up your fucking mind, yeah. dude. 
And then right before she comes in, he goes, just to be clear, you guys told me to invite her. Oh, my God. So you made up another lie that involved us even further. And you're springing it on us right before she comes over. Yes, exactly. And we've got to be your bros. Yes, because he like buzzed her in. Yes, exactly. Fuck this is the (laughs) phrase, man. Exactly. This guy sucks. And he's like, and I mean, I, man, I was trying to kind of like connect the dots of like how they all knew each other. And I said that Uh that Pella was probably the, 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 you know, the common thread here, Uh but it like, obviously Christian is kind of like the leader of this group. And they seem to defer in a weird way, way. probably because they're, they might be a little afraid of him. It's possible. Yeah. Because anytime Josh says something to him, he gets kind of aggressive in a way. I know. know? Yeah. And I, I think, I think that part of that, that's one of the more interesting aspects of their relationship. I, I think he looks at Josh as like, he knows that he's not as smart as Josh. Um, he mm-hmm. knows that he doesn't work as hard. Yeah. And like we, we find out later that Josh has taught him a lot of stuff, you know, when it comes to like being a, a grad student in anthropology. Yeah. Um, and he's intimidated by him. So he's obviously very threatened every time Josh says something to him. Yep. Oh, man. And you get another awkward scene, you know. Yep. She comes in. They are all kind of small talking. Mark pulls Christian to the other room, probably to yell at him. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I bet Mark's really giving him the business. But then... Um, <laughs> She's left there talking to Josh for a minute, and he leaves, and then she's sitting there with Pella, and he's being really sweet to her and stuff, yeah. which is great, because he's actually a human being, apparently. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, like, the, your first reaction is, oh, look at Pella. He's so handsome, and he's so nice. Yeah. He's, he's played by uh, Wilhelm Blomgren, yeah. a Swedish actor, um, and he is, like, being very... Uh, courteous to he's her. He's being friendly and yes. nice. And you he's, know? he's asking after her how she's doing after her tragedy. Yeah. Um, and uh, just being a really sensitive, nice guy. Uh, but even his, um, like, the way he's treating her is is almost too much for her because she's still, like, the, the wound is still so oh, fresh. it's really fresh. You yeah. know? So or even him, like, bringing, bringing it up in a sympathetic way yeah. is too much for her and she runs to the bathroom. Yeah, it triggers her right away. Right. Um, because he's trying to say, you know, hey, you know, I lost my family, too, when yes. I was young. And she, immediately she's like, I can't do this. She gets up and goes to the bathroom to freak out. And it's an awesome shot because it cuts to her in the airplane bathroom. Right. Like, so time has just passed. They're on the trip now. It's a fucking wonderful cut. Man. I know. I know. And and I mean, like, the first time I saw it, it was like, it's a airplane laboratory. You're yeah. like, oh, okay, we're, we're, this is how we're doing we're it. We're going. Great. Yes. Yeah. And, and man. she's having like, like, like you said, this, this freak out in the bathroom and now she's having another one on the trip. Yeah. You know, because, because you would. She's having these freak outs probably daily. I know. You know, man. And she's deciding to like leave hearth and home um, in, in some ways to like try to mend things with Christian, but also to like, you know, uh, do something that will make her forget what she's going through. Right. And she's brave enough to go to a country she's never been to. Um, not, they're not going to Stockholm or, and, you know, sitting in coffee houses either. I mean, it's, it's, they're, they're going to go to a place where they, they've been told right. it's, it's a remote area uh, where, you know, it's, it's just this one commune. Right. Mark throws like a fit because he's not going to be able to go to like a brothel or something yeah. in Stockholm. Yes. Like, yes. Are you kidding me, dude? Come you, on. You, you know where you're going. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like you have this opportunity to see something that like only, you know, no other, not even professional anthropologists have seen. Exactly. Fuck off, Mark. <laughs> uh, Will Poulter's really good in this. Man. He is. He is so despicable. Exactly. Just, I, it's, God. it's another thankless yeah. role. Like, yeah, it, like it you is. said earlier about like, you know, the thing with Jack Rayner <laughs> being such a jerk. I mean, like, I don't think actors want to play a character like Mark either because right. it's like it, 
you don't have the audience's sympathy like right. from the jump. Exactly. And everyone is just like counting the minutes until you're yep. like you meet some horrific end. He does do some really good uh, bad trip acting. Like when he they're does. here in the field, like yes. taking mushrooms. Yes. He's like freaking out. He's like, what's going on? Why is the sky blue? The sky's still blue. <laughs> yes. That's not right. What and time is like, it? He's like, I don't like this. I, I don't like this. <laughs> I need to lie down. Everyone lie down. Josh, lie down. <laughs> <laughs> so like, one, one dude, of the other friends comes over and he's yeah. like, we don't need new people right now. <laughs> yeah. You can't have this. <laughs> It's a bad trip, man. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it's really funny though. I did I did kind of sympathize with everybody <laughs> though, like when they touched down in Stockholm and uh Pella's like, Oh, it's another four hours. I'm like, Oh fuck. Yeah. You know, I, you know we're gonna be in this car for, for that much longer again. This is this is quite a journey. Yeah. Uh but they stop off like about an hour outside the village yeah. and um it's like a bunch of Pella's uh, friends, friends and family and stuff. Yeah. They're all coming back for the party. Yes. Um, for, for this big festival and, um, they're greeted with, with, you know, uh, magic mushrooms. Dude, everyone's so nice and like everyone's so friendly yeah. and open. It's actually pretty sweet. Actually. It is. And I guess if I was, you know, at my current age, if, if I decided I was going to like, you know, uh, do some psychedelics, I mean, like m- maybe a, a, a grassy field uh, would be the, the place to do it, like out in the open like this. Yeah. Um, I don't need to be sitting in, you know, in my house, uh, <laughs> you know, susceptible to mirrors and what whatnot. Right. You know, you know you're in a, a beautiful field in, you know, Sweden. Yeah. With a beautiful sky and friends and family surrounding. Sure. You. Sure. Yeah. Okay, yeah, it's an yeah. ideal uh, time and place to do that. Exactly, and and I mean, we we find out that like during during their their trip, um, when when Mark was complaining, he's like, "Hey, what time is it?" You know, <laughs> uh, they say it's nine p.m. and it looks like it's you know three p.m. I think that's why it freaks him out a lot because yeah. he wasn't. I guess they hadn't prepared him for the midnight sun. Okay, he's still it's still kind of his fault. It is. He's an anthropology student. He should know this. You know. You're right. Uh, I've always felt like if you devote your life to serious study like this, you must have like intellectual curiosity, um, which you would think would indirectly lead you to, you know, knowing how to behave yourself and not acting like a giant dick in every situation. <laughs> but that's Mark. Maybe he's got some money or something and he's just paying to go go to college and it's party. Pa- yeah, that, that's that true. That could be it. That's true. Uh, well, he... he it's weird that his friends are like, or at least one of his friends is a serious student. Yeah. Well, um, I'm sure Christian is his link to that, this. That's true. Yeah, yeah exactly. They're, yeah. they're they're very much alike. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, Danny also kind of freaks out here, too. Yes. And she runs, she just can't deal with all the stuff on top of the drugs she just took. So she right. goes to this bathroom or something, like a little shed that's yeah. out there. And it's dark and there's a mirror. And when she like, Closes the door, you can see in the reflection, like her sister is in the reflection. Yes. And it is like a startling image. Yeah. And it's not really like a traditional jump scare type thing. It's just like, it's there. And then when you notice it, it's like, oh, fuck. I know. You know? And her sister is like expressionless in the back. It, yeah. It's, it's I, I really like that about a lot of uh, the kind of scary visuals that Ari Aster uses in all his films. Yeah. Is um, it's not... The sister isn't like doing a, a Alexander Delarge, right, you know, yeah. like, like um, <laughs> it, it's, it's just a person standing there, yeah. you know, and that's scary. Yep. You know, a person who shouldn't be there. Oh, man. And um, man. Yeah. So she's f- having another freak out. Yes. And apparently it might have been like a dream or something because she wakes up. Right. Then, you know, I guess 
midnight has come and gone, even though you can't tell. Right. Um, and it's the next day. And like Mark and um, and Christian and and Josh, they're, they're all they they look kind of uh, exasperated because they have like their bed rolls in their hand, and I guess it's now time to like hike to the village. Yeah. And I, I guess they've been standing there waiting for her to wake up for a while, and they're kind of pissed off about it. Yeah. Um, which you know, look, man, at some point you just got to get over it and right. understand that, like, okay, somebody had a a really horrible family tragedy, and you gave them magic mushrooms in Sweden. <laughs> So fucking cut her some slack, you know? Right. Even if you didn't want her here in the first place, yes, she is. exactly. Okay. So get over it. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. So, yeah, they hike through the woods, and it's it's really beautiful because you start to see these really nice little yellow flowers on the ground. Yeah. Like, as they're walking this trail, and there's they become more plentiful as they go on. And then there's this opening at the edge of the woods and they go through it and it's just this wide open field, bright sun, brilliant colors and light and wonderful wooden structures and buildings. It is a beautiful sight to see. Absolutely. Especially after the darkness from the beginning of the film. It's such a contrast. Yes. Um, and I, as I said earlier, you know, my roots are in a culture that believes in helping one another. Um, and, so I respond positively to the idea of a place like this, mm-hmm. you know, as, as I think almost everybody does. Yeah. You know, I'm sure when you come out of the forest and you see that clearing, I mean, you find this very inviting. Um, yeah. Co- and communal living is a very wonderful thing. And when you see it like kind of uh, up close like this, the first thing you think of is like, oh, man, I, I need I need to be a part of this, you know, and especially too when when they all come up, they're, they're wearing kind of a. Uh, I don't want to say outdated. Like they're wearing like medieval dresses. Yeah, it's kind of like traditional. Yes. Like uh, what are they called? Flocks or something? frocks? Frocks. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Flocks. <laughs> yeah. 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 Like it, and they're homemade all, clothes. Yeah. So, um, it's it's not what they're wearing, right? Like right. All, all the Americans who have just shown up, or and there's a couple other people. I guess they're from England. Yeah, they're from the UK. So. Um, Ingmar brought them. Ingmar was one of like Pella's friends who like greeted them when they first came, and they're, they're yeah. going to do shrooms. Um, he brought uh, uh, some people back from from university he was at. Um, yeah. Connie and Simon. Yeah, yeah. So, but they're just wearing their regular old, you know, American t-shirts and jeans and stuff. Yep. So, yep. So they look out of place. They really. do. Yes. Um, but they're accepted. They're not viewed as outsiders. Right. Mostly. Besides when they start doing some stupid shit that yes. American tourists do. Of course, yes. Um, and, and they, but yeah, they, they greet them in a very friendly ma- manner. Um, and they, they show them to where they're going to, their quarters where they'll be staying. It's in this kind of bunkhouse yeah. um, that, that like everybody sleeps in. And, um, you know, uh, that, and that includes men, women, and children. They all have like a, a you know, single, uh, I guess, uh, twin beds yeah. that, that you just, you know, that's where you sleep and you don't have privacy. Nope. You know. Everyone's sleeping there together. Yes. And it's all of a certain age group that Pella was explaining, you know, you have different stages of your life. You know, there's spring, summer, winter, fall, yeah. or fall, winter, and everyone in those groups have to be kind of like together. So they're in the summer phase, apparently. Yes. You, you could say it's midsummer for them. Mm-hmm. They're probably, I th- I wrote down the ages. I don't remember what it was, but their ages in this film, they're right around that midsummer mark, which is interesting. Right, <laughs> right. Because um, the, the, the first 18 years is spring, uh-huh. and then the next 18 is summer, and so uh-huh. forth. And yeah, uh, the last 18 is winter. Um, and 
I, I can't remember exactly how long it takes for us to see what what happens to the people who are in winter. Um, but when it does happen, yeah. it is it is quite a sequence. Yeah, it's it's the next day. Yes. Um, and before the next day comes, uh, Pella gives Danny her birthday present, which we found out her birthday was today or the day before or whatever the it's, hell. Yeah, it's that it's that day. Yeah, and she uh, he drew a picture of her like a pencil drawing. Yeah. That was gorgeous. I know. Like he, he put a lot of effort into it. Yes. Yes. Which apparently he's he can draw very well, so he's probably gonna put too much effort, I would say. But right. it's a good drawing. It's he, really good. It, it is. Yeah, yeah. He's he's like Robert Crumb. He's just got a sketchbook going at all yeah. times. He probably um has he likes her. He, it, it's yeah, real obvious. You could you tell know? from that first instance of yeah. him being friendly to her that like, he he's kind of fancies her. You know, yes. he, he likes her. Right. And I think he just draws what he sees. And in this case, yeah. he's like, "Oh, it's Danny's birthday. I should draw a picture of her." Yep. You know. And so she's really happy about that. Right. And we find out uh, Christian didn't get her anything. She's like, "It's fine. I, I it's my fault. I forgot to tell. I forgot to remind him." Yeah. You forgot to remind your boyfriend it was your birthday, so it's your fault that he didn't get you anything. Man. Ooh, man, man, it, man! It's 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 really painful to see that. The, uh, it just the, one the, after another. The gymnastics you had to do to come to that conclusion. I know exactly. The she unhealthy made, uh, gymnastics. Oh, oh dude. Yeah, it sucks. It's it's so uh, hard to sit through. <laughs> and so, Pella realizes, oh, he didn't get her anything. Crap, and he tells christian like hey you know danny said something yeah so then you get an uncomfortable scene of him giving her like a slice of bunt cake or something <laughs> with a candle on it and singing happy birthday he sings the whole song oh my god and he can't get the candle lit either the whole time which he's, oh just he's something else flicking this big lighter while he <laughs> sings the happy birthday song and she stands there with her arms behind her looking at him and it's she's, very uncomfortable she's kind of disgusted by it exactly like, are you really trying to do this and and she must know that, like, Pella reminded um, oh, her. yeah, because it happened not that long after. Right. Oh, God. Yeah, it, it, it just sucks, you know. And, and yeah. he's, he, he blames it on the, the, the weird sunlight situation. He's like, well, I, yes. I thought it was still today or something. I don't oh, know. Oh, God. Whatever, dude. Dude, so I guess if it was, if this happened back in December where, where the sun never shines, <laughs> would that also have tripped you up? Yeah, probably. <laughs> Fuck off, Christian. <laughs> God, man. Uh, yeah. I wish he would jump off a cliff. <laughs> Speaking of that. Oh, here we go. The next day. <laughs> yes. <laughs> if you guys have seen this movie, you know what happens. But, uh, man. Dude. And, you know, okay, but before we get into it, I, I want to. Th- there's a moment that, like, the night before where they're in the bunkhouse and uh, they mention the, like, Pella says something about, like, we're going to go see this tomorrow. And, like, they put the camera on Josh, and William Jackson Harper has this smile on his face where he's, where they're like, well, what is this? What is this? And he's just smiling at them. Does, is he, like, such a, a great student of, like, you know, old rituals that he knows what they're in for? I don't think he knows exactly what they're in for. Okay. Because he does seem shocked and surprised. That's what I thought's what put me up, too. he does, I think he understands that it is some kind of special... Uh, ceremony yeah. that they're going to see. Death ritual. And, and something crazy. I don't know. Right. Uh, maybe not exactly what they got, but right. he knew it's gonna, it's something that's very important and meaningful to these people. Yes. And everyone else, all his colleagues there with him are fucking clueless. And I think he's just so pleased that he... <laughs> that everyone was kind of like made a fool yeah. in front of him. He's yeah. like, finally. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I guess he feels <laughs> victorious in this moment. Yeah, yeah, he's feeling good. Right. <laughs> I don't know if he's trying to be an ass about it, but he's doing it because, you know. Right. Maybe he's just ribbing his friends. Like, I'm not telling you guys. Yeah, exactly. You know? That's true. <laughs> and and there had been a piece of embarrassment earlier, actually, before um before the, this night was, the, was when Ingmar was, like, kind of showing everybody around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and he made this comment. Uh, oh, I mean, like where he says that, like, uh, oh yeah, I, uh, I, I was actually dating Connie when, 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 when we met Simon, and oh. she's like, well, no, we weren't, we weren't dating. Yeah. Um, and he goes, oh well, well, what I meant was I introduced them. It's like, no, that's not what you said, dude. Uh, and now you're trying to walk this back. That's gross. You oh know? God. And then Danny and Christian are talking about how long they've been together, and he's yeah. got the date wrong. Yes, oh, man. Yes. And oh, and and then they show all the quote-unquote like weird things around <laughs> around the facilities uh-huh. like there's the big yellow temple thing that yeah. they're not allowed to go in there's just a bear in a cage yep it's funny because they're like well what's that and he goes it's just a bear right let's go <laughs> yeah they're, they're, they're like we're not talking about this yeah and then they show that tapestry man that shows uh i guess the concoction of a love potion the steps to do it man this this quilt panel depicting the tradition of the pubic hair pies is wild shit god um and (laughs) i mean someone had to sew that thing like in real life and dye it yes and it's reasonably similar to what you see in some like medieval tapestries yeah um some of these depict bizarre events also uh and i always love people's cryptic looks um, in these panels, like, yeah. th- their faces aren't exactly expressionless, but their eyes are always bugged out and looking straight ahead. Uh-huh. And they really capture it with, with, with this movie. Um, yeah. yeah the, pretty art, cool. the art in the, is great. Yes. Cause there's all kinds of this stuff on the walls of the buildings and stuff too. Oh man. Um, yeah. But man, yeah. The, the camera just goes from one side of this tapestry to the other. It must be 15 feet long or something. Yeah. And you see every image on it and it's like, step one, cut your pubes off. Step two, <laughs> Piss blood into a cup. What? This is crazy. Oh, Step man. three, you're in love. <laughs> yeah, it's wow. something, dude. Wow. <laughs> but it's these little touches that just add to the ominous tone of the film. Like, yeah. we got that banger of an intro, so we know something's going to happen at right. some point, right? right? And you just keep getting these tiny little glimmers at things, like the jump scare in the mirror or that this weird tapestry and just all the awkward tension between everyone on this fucking farm. <laughs> I don't know what to call it. What should I call it? A commune? It's a commune. Okay. Yeah. 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 But man, <laughs> they all have lunch then at this big giant table. It's the shape of like an old rune. Yeah. You know? And I guess the two elders who are at the end of winter or even at the head of the table. Um, and everyone's got to wait till they're done. And it's a very strange, like dinner ceremony, lunch yes. ceremony. Um, you know, in every sequence, uh, I guess this movie really is kind of a series of like kind of long sequences. And in each yeah. sequence, it, it really takes its time. And there are like, it's a good example. I think of the show. Don't tell rule that we're always talking about. Mm-hmm. Um, and I, I know that that rule doesn't always have to be adhered to. Um, but when it's done right, you can really see why it exists. Mm-hmm. And there's a lot of scenes in this movie that have um, that, that kind of go on like that. And they're almost dialogueless in some for like long yeah. stretches. Yeah. Um, this one in particular, the Americans and the Brits, they're, they're sitting there waiting to see what's going to happen. And then when the two elders get up, like it had gone like five minutes of them just eating and mm-hmm. like not saying anything. 
Um, and then we get another five minutes yeah. as, as we go, you know, <laughs> like, I mean, the ritual starts with the two elders doing these breathing exercises for a good two minutes, um, followed by everyone eating. And then they both get into a litter and are carried up to a cliff. And then it's about another five minutes of everyone down below readying themselves for what's coming. Yeah. They're, they're just waiting for something. Yeah, We don't know what. Everyone is down there. Um, and they're staring up at this cliff, which has a massive rock at the bottom of the cliff. Also, right. like it looks almost like an altar yes. in a way. Um, and then the woman starts to walk towards the edge of the cliff. She looks down at everyone. They're all looking up at her and she does some breathing and does she do chanting? I can't remember, but, um, I think she just outstretches her arms. Yeah. And she looks at Danny directly in the face and then just jumps off the cliff and we see the free fall and a smash onto that rock. Um, and it's unexpected and everyone, everyone is not surprised by it except for the outsiders, right? They freak out. Yes. And like I would, if I was there and saw this, you know, I would freak out. Danny doesn't really freak out much, though, does she? She stands there, and I she's think in that shock. She's, she's in total shock because of, like, we know what she's just been through, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. And now she's seeing this. Yeah. And we're seeing it from her perspective, and, like, there's a really good effect where when the old woman lands on the rock and smashes her head and face, yeah. um, you're obviously feeling so many things, but, like, there's the initial shock of seeing something this brutal, and then you hear distorted audio which I think is from Danny's perspective. Yeah. Um, where it's like, it's a muffled voices of Connie and Simon, like being outraged and pleading with the old man not to jump next. Yeah. It's muffled, like an underwater type thing. Yes. Cause she, she is only half here now. She's like totally in shock and can't really be in the moment. So mentally she's can't hear everything clearly. Right. She can still see, but it's her body's having no, reaction to it like everyone else is startled right jumping screaming vomiting yes I think josh is vomiting yes actually. <laughs> he's just retching over in the corner i yeah. know yeah and and like you're and like yeah she's paralyzed to the spot you know essentially and you get a you get another cut back to the body like recoiling off of the oh, rock at man, one point yeah, and then you yeah. you really see the yes. face that it's smashed right oh it is talk about go- i've talked about gore earlier like yeah. this is nasty stuff it is um and it's and it's it's like it's too real yeah you know? it's very real <laughs> it's like oh god i can't look at this you know uh, and then the man comes to the cliff <laughs> and he does cuz the woman did kind of a belly flop yeah uh this guy does just a straight jump down feet first and you what? see him land and just topple over and it shows a close-up of him laying on the ground. He's still alive, and his leg is like broken into like two or three pieces, and you see everything. It all oh, yeah, traumatic compound it, fractures oh. in both legs, and he's eventually going to bleed out if they were to leave him there. Obviously, yeah. but like, luckily for him, or as lucky as you can get in a moment like this, <laughs> oh you know, um, the other commune members crush his head with a mallet. A giant wooden mallet. To end his suffering. That they're carrying around ceremoniously. Exactly. Like, it's there for this reason. Yeah. 
And two or three of them take swings. They take turns. Yeah. My guess is it's their immediate family. It's their sons and daughters. Yes. Who are wielding the mallet and ending his life. Yes. Um, and they do it, you know, very casually. Like, right. Like, it's just something they do. And throughout this ritual, the, the people down below, the other commune members are... Um, they, they have this, this thing that they do throughout the film where when something terrible is happening or what we perceive as being terrible because it's unnatural and it doesn't fit into what we know, mm-hmm. um, they're kind of like aping the movements of, of the person it's happening to. Yeah, they're like embodying the emotions that they're having. Yes. Um, and because he's injured, I'm sure he's feeling immense pain. Yes. And he's kind of wailing a little bit. So they all start wailing and screaming in pain. Right, right. I don't know if they actually are feeling it because there is some, you know, cosmic, uh, demonic type stuff happening here. Yes, yes. So I don't know if they are actually feeling the pain or if they're just mimicking it. Right. It's hard to say. Yeah. Um, I really like um, after after the old man, you know, does his very questionable tactics oh. in his jump. I mean, what was he thinking? You know, like with the feet first. I mean, oh, that's yeah. the God. I know because the, the, the lady did it completely correct oh yeah you know if, if this is how you have to you go you want to bash I mean, your head in exactly yes <laughs> yes this dude i mean wow um oh. yeah really weird choice he yeah made. not not a good idea <laughs> right um but the one other elder like because now like the, the the tourists are all you know like doing like connie and simon did yeah um and they're all just like you know completely um you know beside themselves with with what they've just seen yep and uh civ the one old elder yeah. Um, like kind of pulls Ingmar aside and says what you didn't tell them, you know, like, like she was kind of like, right. A you little didn't, bit, yeah. Yeah. Didn't warn them what this was going to happen, you know? Um, and Ingmar didn't apparently. Yeah. And like Siv, look, I, I, I don't <laughs> agree with her necessarily. I, I think that what we just saw was barbaric and weird. Agreed. Um, but I, I know why they're doing it. And she makes yeah. a strong case. She does. You know, she says, why let them suffer in their old age? Yes. We come to our end of our life cycle and we're giving back to, you know, the earth to yes. God. We're going back to be one. Right. You know, we're ending it instead of becoming a victim to it. Right. Um, which, you know, there's merits to that thinking, of you course. know, yeah. and she does make a great case. Like you said, mm-hmm. uh, but it doesn't mean you have to, you know, take a swan dive off a cliff. That's the, you know? that's really my whole thing. I know like, it's a ceremony, so yeah, it makes yeah, sense. But right. yeah. But why can't the ceremony be like that? Use that that yellow house again. Like, like and I don't mean burning. I mean like like just <laughs> you mean they, burn them alive. No, no, dude. I, I, no burning alive. No, no burials alive. No Texas funerals for for the old people. I mean like we we we, we give them some uh, like like. Toxic mushroom that just sends them to sleep. Yeah, give them two mushrooms. Exactly. You know? There it is. And and okay, this and is then the, death the mallet. <laughs> <laughs> we have to have a head smash, otherwise, what will we put on the tapestry? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We've got lots of extra red dye. We need to use it. Yeah. We can't let this go to waste. Exactly, dude. <laughs> we are a wasteless society. <laughs> We use the whole animal here in Targa. Oh, my God. Oh, oh wow. But, yeah. Um, the thing, and also, Mark isn't here because he got tired. I know. And went back to bed. And he didn't like the lunch that they served. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Oh, man, this guy it didn't sucks. have enough stars on the Yelp yeah, review, I mean, Mark. Okay. God, 
fuck you, dude. And you know he was like expecting a chili dog or something. Right, yeah. He doesn't even have good taste. <laughs> and then they come back and tell him what happened. He's like, you let me miss this? Uh, like, he would have loved it. Yeah. That's the kind of guy this guy. Oh, my uh, God. Man, yeah, he, he wouldn't. Yeah, exactly. He wouldn't have been like, you know, completely like, oh, my God, what have I just seen? He'd probably be shocked, but he'd probably be like, oh, sweet, yeah, bro. Ex- yes, yeah. yes. He would have wanted to like Surf high up. <laughs> He doesn't talk like that at all. But, uh, but the sentiment is there. The sentiment, like yeah. just just the dumbassery of of Mark is yes. yeah, um, yeah. I know it's not Mark Spicoli. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, they come back, and this is another instance when you said Florence Pugh's acting, just the physical oh. can't breathe. Yeah tensed up body language right she she she's like hunched over trying to walk and can't even do that yes oh man and it's great sound design too because the camera is kind of following her and it's real quiet and muffled still and then finally when she gets that breath like the sound opens up and you hear <gasps> oh and it man. like all comes back yes oh man yes it, it's like someone emerging after like yeah. a, a you know scuba diving or something oh, i know yeah it's wonderful yeah really cool um and she's comforted by Pella in the bunkhouse now. Um, yeah. And, you know, he, he's trying to explain, you know, wh- why they do what they do. And, and you know, like this is another uh, moment where I <laughs> I sympathized with him because he said something about like, you know, I, I wanted to show this to to, to my friends because I'm, I'm proud of this place. Yeah. Um, it, it's it's a weird um, whenever you come from something like this that, that people are unfamiliar with. You are proud of it, but you also don't want it to be the, the topic of conversation at all times. Right. You know, and you don't want it to be like the the fully defining uh you know thing about yourself right. but you are also you do also take some pride and like and and she says you know like she, she's crying and she's like i don't understand this look i'm not an anthropologist okay i i can't mm-hmm. i can't take this stuff and and you know he says the right things to her you he know? does um he says um does he does what does he what does he say does he feel like home to you is yes, what he says yes because he says a bunch of other stuff you know right, and right um she's kind of taking it in like wow this guy's actually making sense to me yeah and she says stop because he he like grabs her hand right and she says stop christian can walk in at any moment yeah and he's like that's what i'm talking about you know you have to worry about that i know does he feel like home to you no not at all and she does she says something great earlier too i think in the same scene she says she doesn't know why she's even there yeah you know and it I mean, she's there because because Christian it basically made her come. Yeah. So that he could feel better about himself. Right. And God, that's awful, man. I know. It wasn't a trip she wanted to take, but I, I guess like because because when that when we cut from from their from her apartment where it was her and Christian, like we never saw their conversation like lead to her going. It right. just was this was the result of it, and you can kind of fill in the blanks of like they probably yeah. sat there for the next two hours talking about their relationship, and in the end he was like, "Well, you want to go to Sweden with me?" Yeah, you know that kind of thing. Yeah, just to try to like yeah. Okay, what's the easiest way out of this current conversation that I don't want to have? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'll invite you. That'll fix everything. Exactly. Yeah. No. Problem solved. Oh my god. Um. <laughs> and also, um, once once they get back from this, you know, traumatic event. Yes. Uh, Josh is writing down a bunch of notes and stuff because he's here do it working on his thesis. He's yep. He's doing his paper on this. You know. Yeah. And, <laughs> he's gonna so, get his PhD from yeah. from what he's seeing here. And so he's there writing it down. And Christian's like, "Hey, are you are you good?" And Josh looks at him like. I'm good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Which is 
kind of funny, but I get it because like we alluded to earlier, he kind of knew what was going to happen. We yes. think maybe not to that extreme, but he kind of knew what to expect. Right. So um, he's writing his notes down and then Christian once again proves he's horrible by saying, hey, you know, Josh, I just wanted to let you know, I think I'm going to do my thesis on this. And Josh is like, I can't even tell if you're joking right now. This, <laughs> He's like, are, are you serious? You've known I've, this, I've been wanting this for years. This is what I'm working towards. And you're going to do the same thing. He's like, well, no, but I'm just going to do it on this place. You're doing it on this place and this place. And he's like, dude, seriously. And he... Oh. And he calls him out. He's like, the only reason you're saying you're sorry and acting like this is because you know it's wrong. It's outrageous. It, it, it is like mm-hmm. Christian uh, deciding to do his thesis on Harga in that moment is so unbelievably shitty. Mm-hmm. He's the kind of guy who's a major asshole, but like I said earlier, he's not super obvious about it. And he always tries to manipulate you into thinking you're being unreasonable, yep. whether it's Danny or now it's Josh. Um, and you know, thankfully Josh doesn't, doesn't cave. Josh says what we as the audience have been wanting to say to him. Exactly. Um, (laughs) and and, I mean, yeah. And at one point, like Christian really gets, gets shitty with him. He says, Oh, in case you hadn't noticed your highness, we're doing the exact same degree. Yeah. Um, and Josh (laughs) says, uh, Josh actually comes right back at him. Like, that's a withering comment to make to somebody. But he just goes, uh, okay, so I have to hold your fucking hand through everything. You don't even know how to use JSTOR until I taught you. You're a fucking grad student. Um, why are you even in this? You don't care. And that's fine. That's your prerogative. But do not appropriate my actual work for your new shortcut. Oh, baby. God, hell yes. Dude. Yes. Josh really gives it to Christian. And Christian, who is such a dick, he, he just pauses and stands there, takes it all in, and says, look, I'm going to do my thesis here. And He doubles you, down. He totally. And, and if you want to collaborate, that's okay. No, I don't want to collaborate. Oh. Ooh. Yeah. And look, but yes. like this thing with Josh is like not as important because people's lives aren't being, uh, you know, torn apart by it. Right. But you do feel outrage in this moment because of what he's done with Danny. And because he, you, you see that it doesn't extends it's, it extends beyond just his relationships with, with her. It goes to everybody in his life. Yes. It permeates this dude. Yes. It's everything. He's probably done this with every relationship he's had. Right. With anyone f- since he was a teenager, maybe? Of course, yeah. Probably. Until he was old enough to understand yes. what manipulation is. And, oh, God. And it's one thing I really love about this movie is that they add this whole, the the, uh, the abuse of the Josh friendship. Right. Like, they didn't even need to add this into the movie, you know? Yeah. Like, it would have been perfectly fine without it. I know. But it just shows you how horrible Christian is. And you just hate him even more. And it gives you sympathy for Josh, too. Right. Which... I've all I liked him throughout the whole movie. Like yeah. there's, he hasn't done one thing that made me hate him. He's done a he said a few ignorant things, kind of like about because he's been studying this and he yeah. thinks he knows about it, but he'll say something and it's not right at all. You know, <laughs> right. like and yeah, everyone's kind of like, actually, it's it's this. Yeah, and he's exactly. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. But, but yeah, uh, um, and I mean, th- this this back and forth because even even apart from from the stuff the dialogue that we mentioned, I think the way Christian even approaches it is he. 
he does the gaslighting thing on Josh by like saying, well, that's not what you intended. You, you didn't say you were going to do your, your thesis right. on Harga, you know, because you, you, you're going to Germany and England after this, right? Yeah. You're going to do it on like all Midsommar festivals, mm-hmm. you know. Obviously, man, we're coming to this exact spot from this guy that we met, and he was from this commune. I mean, obviously, I'm doing my doctoral thesis on what goes down here. Yep. Like, that's obvious. Even if I didn't use those exact words, you always... Josh is walking around with his moleskin at all times. I was just about to say that. He's constantly taking notes while they're here. Yes. He's got his notebook. Mark's got a beer. (laughs) (laughs) And Christian and Danny... (laughs) <laughs> are holding each other's hand. Yes. Yes. You know, they're all here for different reasons. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Should have been obvious, but yes. yeah, it, it, and you know, Christian knows this, but he's going to try to talk him out of it, you know, <sighs> mm. man. Yeah. So then like, this is when things start to get weird, you yeah. know, like not that two people jumping off a cliff is not <laughs> weird, but I guess I shouldn't say weird. That maybe that has some connotations about it. Like, it's cultural. I, I don't yeah. understand this culture. Exactly. Yes. So, um, but um, Danny has a nightmare, and everyone's leaving her behind in the car. Like she's stuck here as everyone leaves her behind. Right. And uh, she screams in the nightmare, and exhaust fumes come out of her mouth, which I think is awesome. Yes. And cool like visual. the screen kind of goes black from it, but like I mean that's how her parents died, and like. That's in her dream. She's being left behind. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing that can come out of her. Oh, it's crazy. Yes. Um, yes. But yeah, they can't find uh, Simon now, though. Like, he's Simon and Connie, the, the British couple. Right. So they can't find Simon, which is a little weird. Because S- Simon and Connie were going to leave. Yes. And then Simon's gone. So they, they tell Connie, hey, uh, he left early with... I don't know who he went with. Another guy. They have visitors occasionally who come in and they want to know about stuff and, and they take them down. I, you see the truck like it's got a, it's a flatbed truck and it, it only does seat two people. But like yeah. Connie says, you know, and the, the elders like, Oh, well they're, they're, you can only fit two people in there. And he's like, and Connie's like, he wouldn't have, there's no way he would have left without me. And his response is, well, we obey all traffic laws. Dude, this guy. What? No. Like, this guy. No way, dude. No, no, no. <laughs> Not buying it. Exactly. <laughs> and she knows something's up. Um, <sighs> and unfortunately, uh, she knows too much already. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So they, they they let her take a, a trip on her own, too, yeah. at some point. Yeah. But um, yeah, all, during all this, Mark also decides to piss on the ancestral tree. Man. Yeah, dumbass. You know, there's nothing I wanted more than to to watch Ulf like <laughs> absolutely bury this dude. Like like just he comes ass screaming whooping. across the field. Hey, stop pissing on the damn tree. Put your disgusting dick away. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> and and then like Pella has to like calm tell Mark what's happening. Right. And Mark is just being like, "Hey, I didn't know. It's not my fault. I didn't, I didn't know it was special. I didn't know it was, it's a dead tree." Why didn't you go to the forest? Yeah, like, you're standing in the middle of the exactly. field. Exactly. Why are you getting your nuts out in front of people, <laughs> you idiot? Ah, uh, uh. When is he gonna die, Dave? Yes, exactly. We've all been counting the minutes, and and <laughs> even though we don't get to see it, we, we get to see oh. some some incredible aftermath. Oh, and um, and you know that it wasn't painless. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Oh my god. So um yeah, they have lunch. We'll get to that in a second. Right. They have lunch and Christian now is eating the pie 
that has pubes in it. Because um, cause Maya, one right. of the maids here, has fancied him. Yes. And is, has made the love potion, and now he's eating the pie. She has, yeah. for some reason, pinned her hopes to Christian. Yeah. Uh, th- there are other men in this village who are quite good looking, and for some reason, this yeah. uh, like this outlander uh, comes in who is, you know, impolite. And, yeah. you know, at one point, too, uh, God, Christian, fuck this guy. Uh, <laughs> he, he's It's after the whole thing with him and Josh. And he's, like, now, like... Uh, just like Josh, he, he's asking questions of the elders and other people in the village, and he starts asking about incest. Like, that's the first thing he wants to know about. Yeah. Um, it's just, man. Yeah. I, it, of course, he's interested in a tabloid level. Not, not you know, anthropology-wise. Yeah. It's all just, you know, so what, what's, what about when, you know, like, family members have sex? Can, 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 you, can you take me through that? Yeah. Fuck you, man. Yeah. And he tells them, like, we have outsiders come and... So we don't pollute our population, right. you know, and all that. Um, but, uh, so, I mean, that's obviously why Maya wants Christian, because yes. he looks like a, a strong, yeah, you know, a strapping healthy young man, man yeah, you know, exactly. who can, you know, make a good child. Sure. Um, but you also see there's a, a deformed villager. Yeah. Um, Ruben. But, yeah, the face is kind of deformed, and obviously it was it's like a birth defect. Yes. It's from inbreeding, and... The elder tells Josh, yes, that's uh, from inbreeding, and it's deliberate because right. it's part of our tradition that they are the ones who write the scholarly book. Well, I forget what they call the book they're looking at, but they have a book, and they interpret yeah. it. And yeah. and it's it's like reams of, of like this this book that just goes on forever. They're like surrounded by it in the yeah. temple because um, the, the, the way it works is Reuben um, he's, you know, obviously developmentally disabled too, and he just like... He just paints all day long. The, the elders then look at the paints and in the painting and they interpret it. Yeah. And um, and that's where they get like these sacred scrolls. And it's interesting that like, you know, when, when Christian is asking that one guy about the incest, the, 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 the guy he's talking to kind of gives him almost like a, a corporate uh, PR response to it. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the elder who's talking to Josh in the temple is totally honest about it. Yeah. And says, "Oh yeah, no, we, we do this intentionally because they they always need someone. The, the reason that they have like the the sacred scrolls uh, the way they do is because they always have to have someone in the village who can like be uh, a source of of the uh of the messages." Yeah. Um and if if someone is uh is has no cognition then that then their mind isn't clouded. It's it's kind right. of a really beautiful way of looking at someone who's disabled. Yeah. Um, and so Josh is in there talking to him with, with the actual scriptures there mm-hmm. and he wants to take a picture, but he won't let him. He's right. like, no dude, no, do, do not do this. No, we are not taking pictures He's of like this. He's like really outraged. Like, because no. they're, they're, they've been hesitant to actually allow them to, to like do research on this yes. because they're, they're so secretive. Um, so definitely no pictures. Um, and God, there's another horrible scene when, uh. Danny comes up to Christian and is like, hey, we can't find Simon. Connie's freaking <laughs> yes, out. Yes. And he's he's talking to the one elder about the incest, yeah, like you said. That scene, and yeah. she's super concerned and he's just brushing her off and like pretending he's concerned, but he's not. And he's, it, oh, uh, it's such a performance. I know. Oh, because because he for about 30 seconds, he's like saying the right things. Really? So she so yeah. he left without her? God, that sucks. That's terrible. I can't believe it. And then, and then he turns, turns back. back. So about the incest. Yeah. And, like, oh. and she, Danny's just standing there like, are you serious? Yeah. Uh-huh. Uh, oh, God. Yeah. And then he like reaches up and rubs her arm while he's still talking yes. to the elder. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm going to, I'm still concerned. 
See? Man, oh, dude. man, this guy. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, uh-huh. he sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, so they have the pube pie. Mark actually goes off to get laid. Yeah. Does it? Because that's what happened during the next lunch. Was yeah. it like, like the the lady who'd been kind of eyeing him? Yeah. Um. Like she gestures toward him and is like, "Hey, let, let's go do something." And mm-hmm. um, he goes In- with I her. think it's Inga. Inga, yes. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he's he's willing to go, and um, we don't see him again. We don't see him uh, mostly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. We don't see him in the flesh. Yes, that, that, that's say a that. good way of saying yeah. it. Exactly, yes. Because what happens that night, um, Josh had been told by the one elder that they can't have pictures of their sacred scrolls. Yeah. Um, and this is where Josh, uh, you know, really makes a wrong decision. He decides to go into the temple and, like, essentially steal pictures. Come on, dude. Exactly. Uh, this, this is the one thing I was like, Josh, yes. no. Don't they do it. You don't do this. Exactly. And I mean, if you're a real anthropologist and you're a, you know, a real study of, of, of human cultures, then, then you would, you know, honor you their wishes. You should respect this. Exactly. Um, but he goes in there and he starts taking pictures of, of all the, 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 the books and, um, he's approached from behind, uh, someone it comes in the temple, he whips around cause he's kind of, you know, startled yeah. by him and there's a, a, a man there, a figure, and he looks squints and he sees Mark's face Mm-hmm. And then we see the the figure approach, and they have Mark's face, but they're not wearing any pants. Mm-hmm. Um, they're completely exposed, their bottom half. And then we see Mark's face. Mm-hmm. Mark's face is now a pullover mask. One of the <laughs> villagers has put on Mark's shirt and Mark's face. Yeah. Uh oh, man. And Mark was torn asunder somewhere. Something somewhere he was skinned. Yes. And you see this person's eyes and their lips through Mark's eye holes and mouth hole. Um, oh, it's it, it looks like a Halloween mask yeah. that's on this guy's face. Yeah. And Josh gets the mallet to the head. Right. Um, from behind. From behind. So yeah. I guess someone else was there. Yeah. 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 So Josh made a bad call. Yeah. Um, he didn't deserve the mallet to the head for his decision. <laughs> <laughs> he was going to die anyway, he I'm was. sure. Yeah, so, something was going to happen yeah. to him anyway. Um, they weren't letting him out with these secrets. I want. We wanted Mark to die, but we didn't even get to see that, man. That's true. You um, just see his skin flapping around in the movie a couple times. Oh. I, I have... Originally, I thought the same thing, like, like you know, we didn't get to see him die, and that really sucks, but I, I know that he was in pain at some point, Probably. and that's enough for me. Yeah. Like, I, I, I got, like... I, <laughs> and I that become... makes me happy. Exactly. <laughs> I felt especially sadistic while watching this movie this time around, just kind of going, oh, man, I bet, I bet whatever they did to Mark really sucked. Dude. You know? That Will Poulter costume they're wearing is... <laughs> It is disturbing. Because they really took their time to make it look like a Michael Myers effect. Uh Um, But it's it's Will Poulter's face. Yeah. Like they... Yeah. And it's slightly stretched and weird. And distorted. It it looks like a bag. I know. Oh. Yeah. Yep. Yep. It's it's too... Again, it's too realistic, man. It's utterly shocking. (laughs) Um, Yeah. And that... The next morning they wake up and... You know, they, they don't know where Josh is. They right. don't know where Mark is. Right. Um, and apparently the the sacred texts have been stolen. Yeah. Um, so they're telling everyone, hey, uh, whoever took it, just put it back. We're not going to look. Uh, you won't be in trouble. Just please put it back. Yes. Um, 
And then a couple of dudes come and ask Danny and Christian about it. Hey, like, you know, you know how this looks, right? <laughs> right. We're not, we don't want to point fingers, uh-huh. but, right. you know, Josh is missing. Mark's missing. The book is missing. Yes. So, and Christian once again one-ups himself by saying, yeah, Josh, we don't even associate with him. Like, we're not friends with him. Whatever he did is horrible. We would never do that. Like, and we're, we're never going to talk to him ever again. This fucking guy, man. <laughs> he throws him under the bus. It's unbelievable. <laughs> even, I mean, like, he doesn't... For Danny all, he gives him a look like, what? <laughs> I know, exactly. You know, like, the nicest guy in the group. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're, you're talking about him like this? Yeah. And uh, Pella's there, too, and... He's like, I feel like this is my fault. I'm going to go look for him. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And Christian has, like, once again shown his ass. And, <laughs> you know, and, and now we get, like, the the movie really starts to ratchet up because it's time to dance around the maypole. Ooh, um, yes. It's, it's a, a, the young maids in the village, they, they join hands mm-hmm. uh, in, like, a, a concentric circles. The, they, they have to just keep dancing until they collapse. Yep. Um, and there's probably several dozen women, you know, yes. there's three circles going around this yep. thing and Danny gets invited to join them. So she's there and she's, uh, dancing mm-hmm. and she seems like she's enjoying herself. Right. Right. Cause she's good at it right away. Yeah. Um, and like the, she's kind of relying on them. Cause like the, the one, the one girl's like, Hey, just, just follow me. You know? Right. Yeah. That might be Inga actually. I don't know. Mm. I can't remember. Right. But, um, yeah, she's, she's doing it and she's doing well and she's having fun. Yeah. And the camera is, a, it's a really like close up handheld, like up on Florence Pugh, like yeah. the whole time it's a, a real whirlwind effect. Cause it's going back and forth with her as they're spinning in yes. one direction, then the other, then she does, you know, 360 twirls and the camera goes with her and right. then they go the other direction and the camera's going with them the whole time. And it's, you feel like you're caught up in it. I know. And then they, they go from the close-ups to like the top down shot. Oh yeah. Um, and then the wide shot. And then you see like Siv, like making, you know, announcements and telling them to stop. Okay, now go again. And yeah, and yeah it's, it's more, it's a more physicality too from Florence Pugh because she has to do all this yeah. as do the other actresses, you know, doing the, the, the dance. Right. Um, and it looks exhausting after a while, <laughs> you does. know, cause like Florence Pugh's getting sweaty and there's like stomping around. And at one point they're just like colliding into each other. Oh, and by the way, they, they dropped acid again before this all, or oh, they, yeah. they, they took shrooms. They had some special tea. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> yes. They're high as fuck again. <laughs> and they have to do all this stuff. You yep. know, it, it's wild. And eventually it gets down to like, Eight of them, and yeah. Florence Pugh is in the final eight, you know? Yep. So, um, and they're all, like, excited. They start dancing again and again and again. And eventually, she's the last one, mm-hmm. last one standing. And, like, Christian, the, the other villagers had, like, sat down. All the men are sitting there, like, watching this. Mm-hmm. And Christian had come over, and he doesn't look interested. No, because when she gets to the final eight, she's, like, really excited. And she turns around and looks at Christian. And he's staring off in some other direction. Right. Like plucking grass out of the ground. Exactly. He should be there cheering on his girlfriend. I mean, cause, I mean, yeah, like, the whole point of, like, her being in the ritual was probably just customary. But, like, no, she's got a chance at this thing. Yeah. You know, this obvious, like, real big honor. Yep. Um, And she wins. Yeah. She is now the May Queen. 
Yeah. And which is like an exalted position in this, in this community. And Pella walks over and plants this kiss on her and yeah. says, Oh my God, Danny May queen. It's almost like a, a daydream is happening. Yes. When she wins because right. they, they crown her with these flowers and then she's going through the crowd towards the camera. Yes. Everyone's like passing by her and congratulating her. Like you said, Pella comes by and kisses her on the lips, right. you know? Right. And then, he you know fades off behind her and more people are coming by then she sees her mother pass by this her apparition of yeah. her hallucination Ooh, of her mother which is yeah. another just reminder of how we've seen a lot of horrible things of course and and her condition in the moment which is she's still like feeling the effects of psilocybin yeah um and they they sit her down at this at this long table uh for for this feast and um like she's now like kind of in charge. I mean, yeah. like she, she, what she says goes and they, they try to make her eat this like salted herring. Yeah. Um, tail like, first weird, but it's okay. probably drugged also. <laughs> exactly. Dude, <laughs> and one last thing with the, the victory, like they put her on like uh, a wooden platform and they're all raising yeah, her up yeah. and walking her, you know, towards the table, I guess. Yeah. And while that's happening, like Christian is in the background, like being left behind. Right. Which is awesome. Yeah. It's a great effect. Yeah. It's, it's like, it's also, I mean, it's obviously foreshadowing and everything else. Yeah. And yeah, like she's becoming um, part of this community and he is very much on the outside because he's still like in his America clothes too. Right. Yeah. Um, and now she's wearing the traditional garb. And yes. She has the flower crown. She looks like she fits in. Yeah. Yep. And even during the spinning and twirling, she's holding the one girl's hand who's yeah. been like helping her. They start speaking Swedish oh, that's to each amazing. other. Yeah, yeah. And they're they're like amazed. They're like, "Hey, you're doing it! Right. You're, we're speaking Swedish. This I understand awesome. you. Yeah, yeah it's really cool. Yeah, dude, it's awesome. Um, <laughs> but yeah, they go to the table, and everyone sits down, and she's at the head of the table, and she's sitting on a chair covered in like vines and flowers, yes. and they're coming alive. I mean, a lot of the stuff in the camera is kind of moving because yeah. they're on acid or something. Right. But uh, there's more to it than just drugs, I think. It's like she's becoming part of this. Yeah, it's almost like it's, yeah, like the, the flowers that are that are all over her like becoming part of her skin in some way. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and yeah, I, I, I like the, the visual effects of the of the, the drugs, too. Yeah. Like, you know, where, where it's just like the, the whatever that, whatever they're eating, the, the what they're I don't know what they cooked, but it's yeah. sitting on, on the table for them. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of starting to pulsate a little bit. Yeah. And like Ooh. Christian <laughs> looks freaked out because he's also still, he took oh. some more mushroom tea. Yeah. Because uh, Ula brought it over for him. Um, and yeah, it, it breaks down your inhibitions. Yes. Because yeah. he's been propositioned actually right. by Siv, I think, to to mate with Maya. She's, yes. He's been chosen. He So he knows this already. Yeah, exactly. Because she called him into that house like full on to like tell him, you know, and, yeah. he, and he says, I ate one of her pubic hairs. Yeah. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's actually funny. And <laughs> Siv is not surprised. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I think he, what he says, he says he's sitting there facing her. And he goes, "I think I ate one of her pubic hairs." <laughs> it's it's pretty good. It's a good moment. But yeah. um, yeah, like everyone's at that table, and he, Christian comes in. Like we got a POV kind of from yeah. from Danny going all the way to the under end of, end of the table where Siv's sitting, mm-hmm. and th- there must be fifty people down this long table. Yeah, and Christian comes in from the left hand side, right in the center, and kind of like stumbles in and sits down on the bench, and like you said, he's the only one in American clothing. Yeah, everyone else is just in the traditional commune 
uh, clothing. Right. And he is so out of place here. Yes. And one of the one of the elders who's sitting next to him like starts kind of like oh. being unfriendly to him. Yeah. Because he claps in his face. Yeah. And then you get a really weird drug effect like yeah. on the screen and the sound and and Christian is definitely having a bad trip because his like his whole body language is he's he's got his hands between his his knees yeah and his and his like shoulders are hunched and he's looking around like suspiciously and he's he's obviously like he looks like he's in pain almost. yes yeah he's he's definitely uncomfortable um, and he's not kind of fully comprehending what's happening with Danny yeah um, he knows that that uh, whatever is happening he's not a part of it right and then so what happens next is they say that um. Danny has to go bless the crops and stuff, you know? And so they have to ride her up to where the fields are and stuff. And she asks, can I take Christian with me? And she, Sif says, no, only the maid queen can go. It's only for the maid queen. Um, And I can't even believe, even after all this, she wants Christian to be there with her. Yeah, she wanted to share this with him. Man. Yeah. uh, She's still just wrapped up under this spell. And, you know, from what happens next, um, like, I, I think that's a good touch, too, that, like, even after everything that they'd gone through, she was still willing to, like, you know, be with him yeah, um, and try to make it work because or, she loved him. Yeah. Or I, it could also be maybe she just doesn't feel safe without him. Oh, that's possible. Know? Yeah. That could be part of it, too. Uh, yeah. Which is probably why she's with him, mainly yeah. because, yeah, I don't know if she actually loves this guy. Right. I mean, because you can see on her face... Most of the time, she's like, "I can't believe you just did this." Well, I I think and, that she was in love with him, but like, it's it like this trip has started to like you know break through that somewhat. Yeah. And now she's saying it just because it's it's a reflex. You know? Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But but she wants him even after all this stuff. Still, yeah. she wants him to go with her. She wants to have a relationship somehow. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And and we we saw Maya like kind of leave the table at one point and oh, like yeah. give Christian this like unmistakable look and you know like he. He's already had the hair pie. Um, Like, so the overture has been made. Um, So he know he doesn't know what he's in for, but he knows that like, okay, I need to follow her somewhere. Right. Um, And then after Danny goes away and like to to bless the crops, like the other, uh, like the elders and the, they start to like put rose petals on the ground in front of Christian, like a path. They're they're, they're making a path to this, to this, uh, like to the temple. Mm -hmm. Um, And he goes to the temple. And the, the male elders give him some kind of drug again, because that's just what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's for like to, so he can be, yeah, he can have, be energetic yeah, and, and untiring. Yeah. Uh, and he goes in and uh, he's <laughs> nude and there are about 20 nude women of varying ages uh, surrounding uh, a little altar in which Maya is uh, laying, who is also nude and just waiting for him. Yep. Yeah, and uh, he's got to do the deed here yes. and complete his task. Yes. <laughs> so he, he goes in there, and he's kind of like, I mean, he's tripping balls, right? Right, like, right, right. So he goes in, and they, they start having sex, like, in in the middle of this circle of women. Right. And uh, as, she's, as Maya starts, like, moaning and stuff... Once again, the other people start mimicking that. Yeah. Whether they're actually feeling it or not, they're they're moaning with her and doing the same thing. Right. And there's even one point where like one of the women like start helping like thrust Christian. That moment has just lived with me since the first time I saw yeah. it. I mean, like that elderly woman 
like pushing on this guy's butt cheeks. Yes. To, She's really touching the guy's butt exactly. and pushing it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> and, and at one point, like Maya, like she outstretches her hand and it's being held by one of the other women. Yeah. Um, and like Christian is looking around back and forth. He, yeah. he doesn't know quite what to do, but he keeps going yeah. because, you know, that's just obviously you know he's enjoying himself i don't know at how some he, can, he, he can do this it has to be the drugs it's gotta be that they gave him because i could you know, i'd be too distracted I, <laughs> me, like, me i'm too. sorry i can't i couldn't make it happen <laughs> yeah but they gave him that drug and and the elder said for your vitality yes you know so i mean i guess it works it's viagra exactly it was it was some dick pill they gave him <laughs> that, that like i guess helped him do the job yeah and and it's weird too because like this sequence, I I felt like it was all one thing the first time I saw it, but then I watched it the other night. No, it's broken up. Like we come back to this thing about three times. Yeah, because we see Danny blessing the crops. Yes. Uh, while this is happening, and yes. she's they bury like some grain and some meat and some eggs and yep. you know bless the earth and all this. Um, and that's cool. Yeah. But then they go back. The they take Danny back down to the village and no one's there, and. She can hear the sounds from the temple where yeah. Christian is. And they tell her not to go. It's not their place. Right. But she still goes and they let her go. And she looks through the keyhole and sees Christian doing that. Yeah. So, and then once again, she has that gasping for air reaction. And everyone who she was with starts surrounding her and comforting her and like mimicking her again. Yeah. They're mimicking her exasperation and there's one woman who's like in f- front of her face to face like she's on the, her knees on the ground like right hyperventilating and the one woman who's in front of her facing her is holding her face up to hers and is like doing a mirror image basically yeah. almost perfectly of what Florence Pugh's doing right and oh my god it's so it's such an alarming thing to see <laughs> right like because that's unusual I know and it's not I think what's so strange about it is it doesn't seem like malicious or anything. It just seems like this is just kind of how they are. I think it's, yeah, it's, and it's that's very just, much sympathetic. Yeah. And and yeah. it's, I, I, I said sympathetic. I, I guess I mean empathetic in some ways. Yeah, like they're, yeah, yeah. They're essentially doing, they're, they're showing empathy by taking on your sorrow. Right. You know? Yeah. Um, so that you can feel better about it. Because like in the end, like Danny, like... She's, she never stops crying, but, but like she, it, it gradually like, like starts to, to get less severe Yeah. as, as the other women, you know, like kind of, uh, put themselves in her place. Yeah. Yeah. I think there is an instance where you can see in her eyes, like, wow, are they, what are they doing? Are they helping me? Right. Like these people, these are people who care about me actually. It's just a brief glimmer in her eye at one moment, but. Man. And when and when Pella asked her, does he feel like home to you? Talking about Christian, you know, he was talking about Christian, but he was also talking about this place. Yeah. And you know, he he couldn't have known that she was going to become May Queen, but you know, he was essentially like giving her an invitation in that moment, like you know, I want you here, I I love you, and I also yeah. want you to be here, and I want us to live here, um, and like it's not just Pella who's inviting her. Yeah. Like the others are, are very much like open arms. Like you should be with us. Yeah. He even you know? said at one point that, cause he mentions he lost his family, right? Yes. But he always had family cause the whole community was there for yes. him. Danny did not have that. Right. And he wants that for her. Right. Man. Um, so yeah. And then, yeah. um, this whole thing ends with Christian finishing 
And as soon as he's done, he kind of snaps out of the trance he's in. Yeah. And is like, uh, what? Oh, my God. And he, like, runs off. And, like, like Maya kind of, like, rolls back and puts her knees to her chest oh, yeah, and she... starts rolling back and forth to, like, you know. Tucks it in. Yes. Yep. Um, we, we, we cut over to Reuben was in the room the whole time. Yeah. Like, like over, laying there. Yes, laying there watching the ritual. Yep. Which is, you know, <sighs> yeah. He's such an important part of their community, I guess. Yeah, he, he's, he's just there. Involved exactly. In this, yeah. But, and then you get a shot of Christian running out of the building, and he's fully nude. This and, is, and he's erect. I haven't Jack seen Rainer, that in many movies. I, I so, and it's it's a while. I mean, he he's yeah. running around for twenty seconds, like like with you see his genitals like flopping around. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Very courageous of of Jack Rainer. <laughs> exactly. To, to, to do this, you know, like, and it's not just a. a flaccid penis no no he had to do something to get ready for the scene <laughs> but uh yeah that's some brave acting for right, real right um but he runs around the town nude and keeps finding things now he yes. finds like josh's leg sticking out of the garden yeah and then he runs into a shed and he sees simon hanging there he's yep. been flayed right and i think it's his lungs have been extracted from his back, but yeah. they're still attached to him. The blood but eagle. He got the blood eagle, man. Yep. Oof. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, and he's got those those beautiful yellow flowers are in his eyes. Right. They've replaced him with the flowers. Right. Uh, and then uh, Christian gets caught. He one of the elder men blows some more drugs in his face and yep. passes out. Yep. And then uh, the, he comes to. This is my favorite moment for Ula. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, Christian gets the drugs blown in his face. And then when he opens his eyes, he sees Ula, who says, Christian, and she snaps her fingers twice. And she goes, hi, hello. Uh, listen, you can't speak. You can't move. All right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so good, right? Yep. I love that they add that in here. Yeah. Because you really don't need to. You could just see, like, okay, well, he's... He can't move. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Because the way he's sitting there, you, obviously you can't move. He would move if he could. Sure. But just to have her say that, like, to comfort him. Sure. Makes it even worse. I mean, yeah. <laughs> to, to, to be told that we have drugged you, um, yeah. and you have no idea what's coming next, but whatever is going to happen, you can't do anything to stop it. <laughs> you know? And, and I'm saying it to you like I'm doing you a favor. Right. You know? Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> um, and Danny... Uh, is there too. Um, she's sitting in a chair covered in flowers. Like her whole body is, she's, she looks like pizza, the hut yes, from Spaceballs. but it's like all flowers on her yeah. and her face is just kind of out. There's a cutout for her face. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, it's a really, and, and like this particular costume with the flowers and everything was like memed to death yeah. after this movie came out. Like, and every time somebody was like feeling uh, like down, they would just, Put a picture of Florence Pugh covered in flowers. Be like, hey, this is me right now. Yep. You know, mm-hmm. um, and like it is a really great visual because it's against the backdrop of that yellow uh, A-framed house off in the distance. Yeah. And then all the all the commune members in their traditional, you know, like their their white uh, outfits. Mm-hmm. Um, so she's this this splash of color, yeah. you know, uh, against this, you know, ev- what everybody else is like very muted. It's really cool. Yeah. And Christian's in a wheelchair, like they're wheeling yes. him around. Um, and he's now in traditional dress as well. Yes. And they announced like, Hey, we, we have to make nine offerings and we've already had 
four or whatever, all the people who have been killed yeah. basically have been part of the offerings. Right, right. Um, the two elders that jumped off the cliff and then two others are selected to, uh, two other community members are selected for the honor. Yeah. And they, one of them's like Ingmar. And, yeah. And uh, some, one of the other guys. And Ulf. Ulf, yeah. The guy so, who was like, uh, who was threatening Mark. Yeah, dude. Yeah. So he, he, they're both like honored to sacrifice themselves yeah. for this. And Danny, as the maid queen, has the honor to select the ninth. And it's between Christian and someone else. And she looks right at Christian like it's him. Yeah. And she has this like sorrowful look on her face too. Yeah. Like she's looking at him like she doesn't want to do it, but she starts to cry. And it's like, yeah. you know, like, oh. and you know, it's like she has to say it. Yeah. It's yeah. going to be you. Yeah. She's kind of whimpering a little as yeah. she's looking at him. Right. Um, but dude. She knows what's going to happen. Yeah. She could have saved him, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It was in her power to do so yeah. because like the whole, like the, the, the final member, it's got to be nine people. And th- this last one was between Christian and like the, there was that lottery uh, barrel that had like the, the, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. The balls full with runes on them. And uh, it was, okay, it's this person. So right. it's between them and them. And right. the other person is willing to go for it. Oh, yeah. He's excited. Hey, right. I got a chance. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. And it's like, oh, I picked Christian. Oh, no fair. Well, just like Siv explained earlier in the film with yeah. the people jumping off the cliff, this is their tradition. It's an it's honor. It's an honor. Right. You know, this is part of our life cycle. Yes. This is what we want. And, w- and when you do give up your body like this, like early before your winter, you know, Siv is talking about it. Like, you know, it's, it's considered even more of an honor because yeah. like, now you're going to really have treasures in the afterlife, I yep. guess, you know? Yeah. So the, the ninth has been chosen and yeah. now they have to prepare him, um, prepare him. I mean, <laughs> very nicely done. Hey yes. guys, remember that bear? <laughs> If you use a bear in the first act, <laughs> yeah. you got to have it in the third act. And Christian's sitting there <laughs> in that house while, the, while they gut this bear. Oh, uh, And he's he's in the wheelchair and he just can't move. He's like watching it happy. He has no clue what they're, they're doing. Then they put him on the slab next to the bear. Mm-hmm. And you're like, okay, what's happening? And then they you <laughs> see the sewing happen. He is now in a bear costume. Um, full on, like yeah. a real brown bear. He's in a bear. Yes. It's, he's in the bear. <laughs> yeah. Um, and they put him uh, on, on some right bales of hay. Right in the middle. Right. Mm-hmm. They, they like make a sort of a throne for him out, out of hay bales. Yes. Um, and they load the other people and bodies in there too. Yes. Um, the, the elders that jumped, they're placed in there. Right. Or actually, they were burned earlier, right? I can't remember. I, I, but well, I can't try to remember who else was like put in there. What was, was like oh, Connie and, uh, and Simon are, Connie are and Simon are in there. there. Yeah. Mark and Josh go in there. Right. Um, and they've been stuffed kind of in a, in a weird way too. Like, like yeah. they're, they're made into like scarecrows almost. They can, well, you know, Mark is a scarecrow for sure. Yeah. Cause it's just his skin filled with straw. Yeah. And they can carry it oh. kind of really easily and just walk around with yeah, it. Yeah. The one guy's got it. It's like flopping around. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's dude. Yeah. Wow. And, um, Oh God, it's so gross. I know. But um, yeah, they prop him up. Like he's just sitting there and like, it's got that weird, like sex doll look to it. I you know. know. Like I the know. open mouth. I know. Oh God, it's gross. Because it's, it's like expressionless, but there's something about it that, that like, it's like it has thoughts. It's yeah. trying to have thoughts. <laughs> you know, it's a, a really unnatural feeling. It's Ugh. uncanny Valley stuff. Really. Uh, yes. It's just, just about to say that. Yes. Dude. Um, and right 
um, when they put the bear in there, they put Christian in there. They say, they say something. They say, "Mighty and dreadful beast, with you we purge our most unholy affects. We banish you now to the deepest recesses where you may reflect on your wickedness." And I'm like, "Yeah, reflect on it, Christian." <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I, I, I'm with you. Yeah, um, that is. Uh, Boy, there's not a more fitting epitaph for Christian. I mean, like, can you imagine what would have happened if he had, like, died a natural death in America? Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. There would have been people at his funeral pretending they liked him. Not here. <laughs> he died at Harga, and they told him he was evil before they burned him alive. Yes. <laughs> wow. It's great. You know? I mean, talk about a comeuppance. I mean, it's, it's an all-time, you got what was coming to you. Yes. You know? Yeah. And um, then they burned the whole building down. And the two people, the two community members yeah. who are volunteering, they they take some mushrooms, you know, so they don't feel the pain or whatever. Yes, yes. But they burn alive, essentially. The the it's it's a weird thing where like the yeah, the one elder he like he has some kind of uh, almost like a, a a tongue depressor and he just puts it and he says take from the yaw tree and feel no pain. Yeah, it, it looks like some like gum or syrup from yes. a tree. So, yes. Yeah. So maybe it was some kind of painkiller, but like yeah, all starts screaming when the fire hits him. Oh yeah. So you know that it doesn't. I mean, I don't know how you can numb yourself to like not feel pain from being burned alive. Not not with the old tree. No, <laughs> doubt that. <laughs> yes, <But> yes. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, yeah dude. Um, and then as it's burning, and all of his screaming, um, everyone outside starts screaming. Yeah, you know, because they all they, start. They mimic the emotion. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Florence Pugh is staring at the building as it's burning, and it's it's the ending shot of the film. Everybody, it's real close up on her face and. That frown turns upside down. Yep. She starts smiling. And um, that's the end of the film. She's real happy about Christian having about the worst death you can have. Yes. Yeah. You know. It's great. Um, yeah. It's, it's the perfect punctuation <laughs> at the end of this film. Because, yes, this has been kind of horrible and traumatic, right? Yes. But she's kind of pleased right now. Of course. Now. Yeah. Fuck that guy. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there's anybody who like deserved what I'm watching right now, it's it's him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty cool. And it is your fault. <laughs> yeah, that's right. You chose him. I mean, yeah. She she consigned him to that death. Yeah. And she like, and there's all kinds of other things like kind of wrapped up in that too. As as you watch, I mean, like, y- you know what her fate's gonna be when she's 72 years old. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Um. Her and Pella are gonna, you know, do a gainer off that cliff. Yeah, uh, I never thought about that. Yeah, yeah, I never thought about what happens after this. Oh yeah, yeah. In Midsummer too. Right. <laughs> yes. I mean, now that she's May Queen, she can't leave. I mean, it, it's like, and, and I don't I think guess she, not. And I don't, I don't think know. She wants to. I, I think she she is like fully part of this. Now. Well, she felt accepted. Yes. She was even speaking the language. Right. Metaphorically, I'm sure. Right. But I mean, because I, I, I've seen that before in other things where like, you know, someone uh, like is under the influence of something and they yeah. suddenly understand a language that they don't speak. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I'm sure that they will teach her their language. Yep. And she will, you know, she'll fit right in. You know? Yeah. And she'll be, she'll finally feel at home. Yep. Yeah. Um, Man. Yeah, this is a this movie is crazy. Everybody, yes, it is. Yeah, there's a reason it was it had so much talk about it. Right, it was we, a phenomenon, but because it was just like so, 
so unlike anything else that had come out that year or any other, really. Like, in a long time, people hadn't seen a movie this bizarre. I forget. What, what do they call it? It's like, there's like sunlight horror or something. I don't know. Um, they, I forget yeah, what they, they call they, that. Well, it's, it's weird. I think when Hereditary came out, um, they, they invented a new genre called elevated horror. Yes. And yeah. I know people don't like hearing that um, term. I, I personally think it's good. I think it's, it's I, very I like descriptive. It. It's, yeah. it, it suits it. Yeah. Yeah. Because it, it's not, it, if you were to just put this in the horror section next to, you know, Blood Rage or Pieces yeah. or, you know, something else, some bullshit that's on Shudder, that, that, that's not where it belongs. This is a, a really well done movie um, right. that is a, a, a great drama about grief and, and all the things we mentioned, depression and everything else. Yeah. But it's also got these elements that are very scary. Yeah. You know. Dude. Yeah. Um, anything else, Dave? Um, just one other thing. Uh in the beginning of the movie, after the the uh, Danny's family is killed, um, she's laying in that bed. There's a painting over her bed. Um, it's a friendly bear mm. uh, and a little girl. Yeah. And I was like, "That's a nice touch." Yeah. You know, good foreshadowing to to what's gonna you know come <laughs> later. You, you don't notice it until like probably the third time you watch the movie. But yeah, yeah it's good that it's there. Yeah, I noticed a lot more painting stuff yes. in this. And right. The movie even opens with like a big. I don't even know what. It's a, like a big panoramic, like yeah. four panel painting of the four seasons. I, yeah. I, I was going to pause it and like That's digest right. it, but I, next time I watch it, I'm going to, I'm definitely going to take a look at right. that. So. Yeah. Very cool. <laughs> uh, and, and I guess we, we've been talking all through the whole episode about how great Florence Pugh is, but obviously it can't be said enough. She's awesome in this. Um, she's awesome all the time, but like this movie is all her and she, yeah, Florence Pugh rules. Yeah, definitely. So yep. do you recommend it? Absolutely, yeah. See yeah. Midsommar, everybody. Yep. Total recommend for me. Definitely got to watch it. It's not meh. I won't say that anymore. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that wraps things up. If you like what you heard, please subscribe to the show anywhere you get your podcast. Rate it, review it, and most of all, share it. It gets more dudes listening to the dudes. And you can go to dudesonmovies.com and find anything you need right there. Yes, and thank you, Summer, for the recommendation, obviously. Um, and our email address is dudesonmovies at gmail.com. You can find us on any of our social medias, uh, Facebook, Blue Sky, or Instagram. That's right. And we have a question of the week, Dave. What is the question of the week? Uh, the question of the week, what are your favorite movies about cults? Oh, yeah. That's a good one. Right. Um, and stay tuned next week when we do 1983's The Hunger Directed by Tony Scott and starring Susan Sarandon and David Bowie. This was a request from Carly. Mm -hmm. We've got a couple more requests coming up, so stay tuned. So until next week, I'm your dude, Scott. I'm your dude, Dave. And we'll see you next time.